We're uh, not, I just want to say this right now, we are not racist. I just think it's good to start the episode on just making sure everyone knows that. But, uh, I mean... But... I mean, we did, we did, you know, we, we, we got off to a rough start last episode. Um... But, you know, it, it was never addressed whether or not we were racist. Just that we were homophobic. That we weren't homophobic was the, what we, where we ended up. Yeah, that's where, that's the current, the current uh, canon of this podcast currently is that we're not homophobic. Currently. Yeah. And I want to hold that I won't be ever. Well, things change, Jake. No. Look, this is Snickles, the show where we put everything on a bracket and make it, make them fight to the death. Uh, we love all and accept all, except for some, a few people, and they know who they are. Talking about you, Morton. Yeah, I do. I I want to emphasize how welcoming and accepting we are of Darren's mother who uh, I, I was hoping she would be a guest on this episode, but unfortunately she wasn't able to make it. Yeah, she had uh, she had some other stuff going on. She's going to a rally. Look, I'm Jake, the 88% acceptance rate snickel. I'm Darren, the one with bigger boobs. I was hoping you would say that you had like a 2% graduation rate or something. Well, I I think I have a hundred percent graduation rate. Yeah, because I uh, photoshopped those documents. Actually, for you. no. There's a class I took that I never graduated from, and I believe the class is now expired. Um, it's my OSHA Which thirty. Class is that? I, I uh, oh. yeah, my old company asked me to pay for it after I quit, but they also asked me to take the class while I was employed and then I quit and they were like, Oh, you need to pay for it now. And I was like, so you're saying that everyone (laughs) who you asked to take that, if they ever quit, you're taking $200 away from them. That doesn't seem legal. And you didn't take the class or you didn't finish it. I didn't finish it. I took the class. I started it. I got like halfway through. It's supposed to take six months. It's all at home. Um, yeah, I, I didn't finish it cause it was fucking boring and like, I didn't give a shit. I knew I was on my way out of that industry. Were you being paid for the time at home that you, it took you to do it? Yeah. Oh, but they also said you have to take this class. Yeah. But like, so I was like, okay, so I'll take the class for the amount you're getting paid. That's not so bad. I don't think that they took $200. I didn't no. have a choice. I didn't have a choice whether or not I could do it. I just, I'm saying, like, I think you're complaining a little bit too much. 
Oh, how the tables have turned. Um, Jake, what did you do last weekend? There's something... Well, last weekend. What did you do? <laughs> last what have weekend, you done? Look, there, there's something that we need to talk about. And I just want to say, like, if you have anything you want to talk about, you should talk about it. Because I have something very important to get into, okay? I could imagine we're wanting to talk about the same thing. But, yeah, I mean, go ahead with what you want first. No, no, no. You go first. That's what I just said. Um, And I have to imagine it's not the same thing. But I hope it is. God, I hope so. Please, God, I need this job. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I. What did I do? I. I went camping this weekend. We got. We went up to Jefferson, Colorado, on a private ranch. Uh, got hit by a massive storm. The one night I was there, the skies were blackened. It was like a god was mad with was angered by us. A god. So we took solace in a little fishing cabin and played uh, the game called Farkle. All right. Had a lot of fun with it. So anyway, what was God mad at you for? Uh, probably, probably my my nihilism. But also, some part of me thinks that uh, we. We obey the rules of a nihilistic God. And I try not... I don't want to be a nihilist. I don't want to be. I fight it every every moment I get. The feeling that I... I, I the, uh, welcome to, welcome to therap- Therapoles. That's what we'll call the podcast now. Um, yeah, I, I can't stop being a nihilist. Uh, but... I don't want to be. I'm unwillingly nihilist. I don't know why. I used to be a nihilist, and then I just wondered if there was any point to being in one. Exactly. I think what I think my my disregard, I think my unwillingness to be a nihilist kind of takes me out of the category of being a, a full-on nihilist. I'm about to pull this hair growing on the top of my pinky finger. Ready? Oh my god! Ready? Didn't. Why did you do that? It didn't that? work because it's too long and it's annoying me. Oh, it's okay. starting to hurt, but I got it. Oh, I got it, baby. Oh, that's long as hell. I got it. That's like mustache length. I can't see anything right now. It's so grainy. I got I it. Can't see that at you, all. you can kind of see it. It's no, I could not. I'm telling you. See, if I can see it, you can. No. I got worse. You're wearing glasses, Jake. You should be able to see through walls. That's the rule. Anybody yeah, wearing glasses facing... should be able to see through whatever they want. I'm not facing your direction. You have x-ray vision. You could see through girls' clothes. My monitor is over here. If you had... Jake, my <laughs> eyes are up here, Jake. <laughs> if you had x-ray vision, what would be the first thing you would you would look at? Um... I would get a job at the hospital checking for broken bones. Just volunteer work? Or would you get one to no, get paid? No, I'd get a job. But it'd be cheaper. I'd open my own clinic, actually. And I'd be like, yeah, it's broken. Yeah. Because right, here's That's here's what I was going to suggest. I was like, why, why work at the hospital? Question. Why not just work yourself? Are you talking about x-ray vision like in comedy movies where you can see through clothing? Because that's not what an x-ray does, Darren. Yeah, I mean, see, you can see, you can you can gauge the amount of X-ray there is. So you can make it like clothing amount, or you can make it like skin amount. That's not amount. what X-rays do. No, but your X-ray can do this. 
I can x-ray as much as I want. Yeah, you can you can choose how much you x-ray. I would probably find my enemies and send the poisonous radiation into their skin. Who's who are your enemies? My first to step. whom? Me? Uh, my my top of the list. What was that? Darren. I don't know who the fuck Jake. Jake just what? looked away and goes, I, "This is where my monitor is." Oh, switch them. Switch your fucking can switch them out or put your switch camera above your fucking monitor. There's no there's nothing to put my camera on. It has to be over here. <sighs> the bit's ruined. Um what would you x-ray first? I would I would see I would see that wanger and take pictures. Mine? Yeah. You're gonna need not just x-ray, but also microscope vision <laughs> for that one. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd take pics and put them on and threaten you, and then eventually put them on Reddit, the Snickles Look, Reddit, something... the Snickles subreddit <laughs> that only we are members of. I'm not. Fuck that. Yeah, well, I, 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 <laughs> the, the other guy there. So I took the liberties of linking your account to it, so you can thank me later. Um, Jake, what? What? There's something very yeah, important that's that I, what I want to. Yeah, I'm gonna start it out. I'm gonna start it out with one question, Darren. What's that? Who do you think looks more like Vin Diesel? The actor they got to play young Vin Diesel or John Cena? I think, yeah, John Cena looks more like Vin Diesel. It's not a great likeness. Uh, but okay, I tweeted this the other day. I think John Cena, like, love love the guy. He's I think he's very funny. He's very talented. I think he's got acting chops and comedic chops. I think he's one I of don't... the funniest wrestlers there is. At the same time, I think he looks like a midget that grew to normal size. I don't know about any of that, Darren. Look at him. Look at him. He looks like he has dwarfism, but he's just regular size. He's six foot. Uh, take a look. Take my, a good hard look at him. I used to be a really big John Cena fan, and uh, lately... I don't, I don't like his takes on the whole China thing, the whole China-Hong Kong thing. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but I enjoy... I saw Suicide, Suicide Squad... Scott? Suicide Scott. I saw Suicide Scott lately, and I enjoyed it a lot. It was, And I thought John Cena uh, held it together nicely. Uh, he's not in the... He's not in that movie. Suicide Scott? He's not in that movie? No, he's not in that. He's in the Skuas Guide Scott. Oh. I wonder who I was. Uh, no, but listen, listen. In the first Fast and Furious movie, Vin Diesel was 34 years old. The actor who they got to play young Dom in the new Fast and Furious movie is 28. So you're telling me that in six years, <laughs> this man lost all of his hair, lost all of the, the tone from his skin. The like fullness of his lips just totally disappeared. This, there's two. I don't know if there's two people who look less alike than Vin Diesel and Young Dom. Jake, I've been on this crusade since I f saw the movie. I've been trying to tell everyone that Vin Diesel won't publicly admit it, but he thinks he is Cuban. He legitimately he, no. looks in the mirror and sees a Cuban American. I, I read this quote, so I was like, what is Vin Diesel's deal? He says that he never knew his father. He doesn't know anything about him. Okay. What he does know is that his mom is like 
English, Irish, and German. And Vin Diesel says that he's, he said about himself that he's truly multiracial. He can't just say that. (laughs) He can't just claim it. (laughs) I know nothing about my father, but I'm truly multiracial. My mother, completely Caucasian. Pure-blooded, 100% Caucasian. But I'm multiracial. He's just like fucking that Vicky girl who has she like got like a two percent African American like Africa she got like two percent African on her heritage and she's she's completely white her she looks totally white and she claims that she's black because of that two percent African that's okay I have sixteen percent Native American in in, in my genetics and. I mean, I claim it all the time because obviously I fucking look like I'm a, I'm a Native American. You can see it, Jake. Darren, your video looks terrible today. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know if your Wi-Fi is really fucked up or something. I don't know what's going on here. I just wanted to say. But you yeah, can I mean, hear I, me, right? You can hear yeah, me. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. And when I, it's just when I look over here, it's very distracting. As long... It might be your monitor. As long as... As long as you can hear me and then see some semblance of me, of what I'm doing, we're good, Jake. I love, I, I, I love, my favorite part of the show is when we start talking about technical things that only we I'm can just understand really worried. on the podcast. I'm really, That's my favorite I'm really thing. worried. I'm really worried that you're on your neighbor's Wi-Fi again. I, somehow you keep getting on it and you claim to not connect to it. You claim that you just magically get connected to it. I so here's the thing. It's I don't think it's my neighbor's Wi-Fi. I think it's an old Wi-Fi uh, that I used to connect to at my old house, and it still connects to it because I think there's a, a router that's the same from that house. At your sister's house? No, from from um, even In older, LA? even older than that. No, even older than L.A. Before the house before I moved to L.A. And somehow you're still connecting to that? Yeah, because I think my Three one of my roommates later? kept... I think the roommate that I lived with in that house lives here now, and he kept the router. You think the roommate you lived with there? Yeah, I don't know. I can't, I, I'm not allowed out of the basement, Jake. I can't see anybody. That's true. That's true. We've been over this. No, listen, Darren. I think we need to talk about every problem with the Fast and Fear... With F9, the Fast Saga. Do it. Let's do it in a bracket. Make it the next bracket. Ah... No, because then that's not us talking about what's wrong with it. We're just going to pick. That like, is. It's obviously. No. Jake, the stats call for us jumping into these brackets ASAP, baby. We can talk a little bit of shit, but we got to jump in ASAP. That's what the Listen, people I, want. Can I give a little teaser then? Just a little teaser for the next bracket, if this is what we are going to talk about. Yeah, I just picked your bracket for you, but yeah. I just picked your next bracket for you. Maybe. This is a movie that brought back Han, the coolest character in the whole series, and a movie where they went to space, and I still fucking hated it. Like, how bad is the rest of your movie where they go to space, they drive a car into space, and it's still like I didn't care at all? I mean... Yeah, that's a good point. I'll give you that. That's a very good point. 
but I don't know, dude. It's fucking it's it's a giant movie. They're going to fuck it up. There's no way they're not going to fuck it up. There's a point in the movie, spoiler alert, when Vin Diesel like he's drowning. Yeah. And I think you're supposed to be like, "Oh god, I hope he's okay." And every part of me was like, "Yes. Yes. Fucking kill him." Because not only is Dom's character garbage, but Vin Diesel actively makes these movies worse. Like, through his actions, he makes the movies worse. So now you can admit that Hobbs and Shaw is the best movie in that franchise. Oh, it's not, though. What is? Better Luck Tomorrow, my friend. The unofficial prequel. Justin Lin's first movie. The unofficial Fast and Furious prequel, Better Luck Tomorrow. I didn't, I've never seen it, so I don't know. You gotta watch it if we're doing the bracket, buddy. I thought you were telling me better luck tomorrow just to be like a, a fucking <laughs> asshole. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Maybe, maybe tomorrow, but I don't know. I, I feel like I'll need, I feel like that'll change my luck. Anyway, Jake. Um, but anyway, he doesn't die, unfortunately. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm going to text you. I'm going to text you a joke that I don't want to make on air, but you can, you can set us up for the next thing. Oh my God. Is it, is it even worth, is it even worth texting to me? Um, okay. So I'll set us up. Last episode, we had a guest on, we had uh, a guy named Blake. I honestly never got his last name, but he was one of my favorite <laughs> guests that we've had. Uh, very insightful, very funny, uh, rolled with the punches pretty well. And uh, now it's just me and Jake. We have no guest. Um, so we're going to have to have a tiebreaker. And I have a pretty shitty one uh, that I because I, I couldn't come up with anything better. Um, the tiebreaker. So we the if you don't know already, this bracket is the finals of our Red Flags Madness 2021 brackets. Uh, Red Flags in the dating world. What we don't want in a significant other. Um, the tiebreaker, what I have decided is, uh, whichever one between me and Jake has more, has had more partners that have this quality, that's the winner. Huh? Uh, and if, and if that's tied or if we, doesn't that indicate that it's not a strong enough red flag? Uh, you'd think, but then again, we're talking about you and me. So that's true. Um, I thought about that. Yes. But yeah, we were talking about you and I. So if there's a tie there for some reason, or if like, um, you know, or if it's zero, like even playing field, I don't know if, if that's not, if that's inconclusive still, then we're just going to go to Google. We're going to go to Google. We're going to look it up on Google. That's all I could think of. I can't think of any fucking other awful. I can't think of any (laughs) tiebreakers. I would honestly, it'd be. I think it'd be better if we just try to convince one another than go to Google for this. But we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. That'll take so long. This will be a three-hour episode. Um, <clears throat> Darren, what was your shortest relationship? Like a full-on relationship, or like shortest amount of time, like dating? I, oh, I guess yeah. We did call. I uh, I dated this girl for like one week. And we, yeah, we definitely did label it like a relationship. So yeah, I guess one week. 
when I was in high school, this girl and I started texting and I asked her out over text and we broke up over text in three days. I mean, with no, 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 no real skin FaceTime, no FaceTime in between, no skin to skin FaceTime. That was this girl in high school. And I, I couldn't stand how mean she was to like other people. She was really nice (laughs) to me, but she was very mean to other people. Have you talked about this girl before? Yeah, maybe. I think I have. Yeah. Very, very, very long ago on this, on this pod. Um, anyway, let's get started. So in the semi-hemis round one, we have, they criticize everything you do versus them being anti-vax. Oh God. This is a tough one. This is like, I feel like in some ways, like criticism. No, I don't, I I don't mean this, but like, Criticism is someone who... Okay, here's what this is. Here's what this matchup is, Darren. Listen to this, okay? This is someone who has very strong opinions of their own versus someone who is incapable of forming their own opinions. Someone who gets their opinions just, like, through Facebook misinformation. True. Uh, so which of those is worse? One of the... Like, the, here's the problem. Someone who criticizes everything, like, that is a problem every day that you are together. Someone who's anti-vax, like they could, there could be a stretch where they like, just like the videos that they're getting recommended or whatever, lead them towards like the correct (laughs) frame of mind. And so either they could trick you or you could be like, Oh, she's like improving. She was just going through a phase, but there's always going to be something where it's like, She's always going to be like walking that line between like, oh yeah, I saw this video about how the vaccine is actually good. And then like, oh yeah, they're making the frogs gay. <laughs> well, both can, I, both of these are like, you can, you can train somebody out of both of these. I think. I, th- I but I know. think, I, I honestly think that anti being anti-vax is probably easier to train uh, somebody out of than criticizing because I think people just have it like ingrained in their personality like topics of conversation is they're just a critical asshole just like no matter what they're just gonna fucking criticize just for critic for just for criticizing sake but like you're taking it as like their anti-vax is one fact about them when the real thing is that like Oh, you know, it's they'll believe anything. It's a it's a dam of you, you can't. It's a dam of problems. I don't think you can train that out of someone. No, I I well, you can educate them. I mean, here, but here's the issue: is like you educating them to the to, for anti-vax people. It's like you can present facts, like scientific facts and evidence, all you want. But yes, like they think that those facts are made up and they're fake. They won't believe them. Yeah, exactly. When someone but believes... But also, like, people, like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Okay, I'm changing my mind a little bit. Like, someone who criticizes somebody all the time, you can you can bring them aside and be like, hey, can you fucking not? Like, you're a dick. You're being a dick. You're making me feel shitty. 
Stop fucking doing that. When Darren is like alone in his apartment with his girlfriend, if he has like something serious to talk about, he pulls her aside. I put yeah, like even if <laughs> even if it's just me and her, I have to pull. He's her, like when, from wherever we're standing, I have to pull her to the side and tell her she's a dick. Darren told that story long ago about when he was not feeling well and he was sleeping, and his girlfriend or whoever this girl wanted to watch Stranger Things. And he didn't like that. So he had to get up out of bed, pull her over to the side yeah, table I, and be like, hey. I wasn't down to just say it in bed because that's a place for sleeping. I have to. Yeah, you had to pull her aside. To, to the this place is, of talking. Come over with me to our serious zone. I, no, I pulled her. I, I grabbed her bar, by her yeah, the trunk her of her body and her. I pulled her. I didn't grab her arm. I, gra- <laughs> I grabbed her torso and I pulled her. Oh, yeah. okay. It was like sometimes I have a little cane. It's actually quite a long cane. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I hook her and I pull her over. Just a little bit is all I need. She'll she'll walk the rest. Uh what are we talking about? What's worse be like what's more trainable being anti-vax or being uh critical a critical asshole? So okay, I have to like. Are we talking about literally criticizing every single thing? Like more than you want, more than any person would want. Okay, because like because because like, <laughs> a little bit of criticism is obviously fine. If you're of like, of course, there's always going to be some criticism. If but you're if like a bad driver like, and they're like, you should have driven this way or something like that, fine. But if it's like they're criticizing the you for the way like, that you stand, which has happened to me before, uh... <laughs> Then it gets to be an issue. <laughs> like, oh, you're breathing wrong. You're standing wrong. Like Both of those have been everything. criticized out of me before. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Because, like, that sucks so hard. But, like, part of me thinks, like, I do have, like, some natural degree of criticism, right? Like, we're, we're talking shit about the Fast and Furious movies. No part of me is interested in someone who's anti-vax. Yeah. And someone who, like... Because at best, at best, all you can do is, like, just mold them to believe what you believe. Yeah. And that's, like, some cult leader shit that I'm not trying to do. I agree with you. I think that anti... Like, honestly, criticizing everything, I think, you know, in uh, some part of me thinks that it at some point can make me a little better, you know, getting criticized, but Jesus being, Christ, Darren. being anti-vax, <laughs> Jesus Christ, being anti-vax though, like that's kind of a, like, it's kind of a deal breaker for me. If I find out that somebody I'm really interested in is actually anti-vax, I think that's a fucking deal breaker. Yeah. You know, so I, it's going to be anti-vax for me. Yeah, the anti-vax thing for me too. Just for all the reasons that we said. Yeah. So anti-vax moves on to the hemipene matchup. We next up have they smell really bad all the time or uh, their friends and family hate them. Your Sorry, your friends, your friends and, family and family hate them. Also their friends and family. Well, yeah. But more importantly, yours. I feel like 
and this isn't the, what the discussion we're having, but if someone's own friends and family hate them, like that's a huge red flag, right? Yeah, I would <laughs> say so. Um, someone who smells bad, like that's this is this is a really interesting matchup because they're such different things. Like you could imagine, like someone who's perfect in every way, except they smell bad, like. That is something you could try to to talk them up to talk to them about, like, hey, maybe shower more, maybe use deodorant, like. But like, just let's just if they had like a medical condition where they just have to smell bad, like a halitosis or something. Yeah, which isn't a real thing, by the way. Or have gen- genetically bad smelling feet. Yeah, or just like something where they have to sweat, like. <laughs> either they have to take this kidney medication that either makes their armpits stink or their kidneys will fail. (laughs) Uh, That's understandable though. It just depends on how bad the smell is. Yeah. I went to Red Rocks. I went to Red Rocks like two weeks, like uh, not last weekend, the the weekend before. Dude, it smelled so fucking bad, dude. It was all looks in the fucking audience and they smelled like fucking, they smelled horrible. Yeah, I've been to a fish concert. Oh God, awful. Um. Yeah, but like, so that versus all of your friends and family hate them. That's that indicates to me that this is a situation where they're seeing something that you aren't. Yeah, like you, for whatever reason, as Blake suggested, there's a sexual element to it. Yes. You're blind to it, and your friends aren't. No, they're blind to it, and you're not. Because you know the sex, you're getting it firsthand, your friends are no, not. No, 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 no. The sex is blinding you to the awfulness of this person, oh. is what I'm saying. It could be. Yeah. Like, if everyone hates them, that's, like, a big deal, I think. Because, like, if you have, like... If you have a couple friends and, like, one of them doesn't like your girlfriend, like, oh, that's kind of weird, but whatever. But all of your friends and family, like, there has to be, there's something going on. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's probably because... You're in some sort of reverse shallow hell situation. Yeah. It's probably because, (laughs) like, you, they did something to, to you or someone else... And maybe you realized what it was. Maybe you didn't. Uh, dude, I've dated a girl who, like, the, I mean, this is why I'm picking, I picked the tiebreaker that I did. I dated a girl who my fucking family hated. Uh, and my yeah. friends didn't hate her, but they knew she was, like, bad for me. So, like, yeah, I mean, it ended up not working out, needless to say. But... Yeah, I mean... I think the odds are, if your friends and family hate someone, it's because they don't... Like, they think they're not good for you or good to you. Yeah. Because, like, in any situation I've been in where I really hate, like, one of my friend's significant others, it's because I want that friend to, like, be be in a better situation, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, sometimes, sometimes you're in a bad place and, like, you can't see it. I'm talking to you specifically, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured. Um, versus they smell bad. Yeah, all the time. All the time. 
are we uh, are we talking about these like these are things see like part of me thinks that's not a red flag in like the traditional sense of like it's just an a un- red flag it's unpleasant to be around yeah but like are we are we assuming because like you're talking about being able to change these things are we assuming that we can like attempt to change these things yeah, I mean, we've talked about it already with the last two. I think they're more trainable. Like, but I mean, hygiene is something that, like, you have, there's a good amount of hand holding that has to be done to change someone's hygiene, though. Okay, but you need to be hygiene very is attentive. like, hygiene is one element of, like, who you are as a person. Being hateable, I think, like, encompasses every part of you. Yeah, I. Right? Like, to change uh, yeah. that, you, it's like, Okay, we have to start at <laughs> square one. Yeah. No, I agree. And and I honestly don't think that smelling bad is like that big of a deal when all is said and done. And yeah, you can change it. It might take some time. It might be unpleasant, especially if you're trying to get nasty with that person. You know, you, you don't yeah. want to be dealing with bad smells. But if everybody hates them, it's like, yeah, get nasty all you want. Like Blake said, nobody else can is is experiencing the sexual side of it. You are the only person who is. So get nasty all you want, but you're it's also gonna blind you to the stuff like we said before. It's gonna blind you to the stuff that everybody else is seeing and you're not. There's a reason for that. I think that your friends and family hating them moves on to the hemi piece. I agree. Okay. If it's not clear. <clears throat> Um, okay. Now we have, they talk in movies versus they have too many cats. Okay. This is another one where I think like one of these is more trainable. Uh, since our last recording, I've seen the green Knight, and while I wasn't my favorite movie, that is an unacceptable movie to talk in. It's an like unacceptable that, movie to talk in? Correct. Like, that is... That sucks. Yeah. Uh, I also went to the theaters with my girlfriend to see F9. And there was a couple times when she, like, said something, like, a little bit too loud. And, like, that's... <laughs> that's an embarrassing thing for me. Because, like, I don't like that. But also, like, talking during F9 is acceptable, I think. Uh, yeah, more or less. I is, <laughs> I saw Free Guy this weekend, and there were points when I leaned over to to Kyle and I and I whispered a couple things, and I thought it was fine. I don't think anybody was bothered by it. I only said like I only did it like three times, and it was very like I did it only when I knew he could hear me, like during like kind of loud parts. Yeah, I feel like that level. It's all about judging it. Yeah, but I like I assume we're talking about someone who talks like loud regardless of yeah like and all the time like a quiet like a good quiet like a loud bad movie you can talk in a little bit i agree but a good quiet movie no way jose yeah or even like sometimes a bad quiet movie it's anyway uh versus too many cats like that i mean first of all like 
if someone has too many cats and you're trying to get them to have fewer cats and they do just do it like that <laughs> that seems like it's sending up its own warning signals in its own right <laughs> well i mean no there's a way to do it and there's a way not to do it if it's like an unhealthy amount of cats and they give them to like a shelter or something and they're like i just i can't i can't afford to like live with this many cats anymore if you that's when acceptable i think if you go, okay, picture this. You go on two dates with someone. The third date, you go back to their apartment and they have four cats. And you're like, oh, this is like more cats than I thought you would have. And then the fifth date, you come back and they only have two cats now? Like that's, <laughs> what's going on there? No, but then they, like a normal person would explain that and be like, yeah, I couldn't afford having four cats. So I gave two of them away. But also, like, I mean, yeah, if if they're killing the fucking cats, I'm not that's saying they're killing the cats, issue. but like, but I think it, like, if if they're immediately jumping to giving away these cats, like, immediately after you mention that, like, I think taking okay, so if somebody is like, if someone who has like fucking six cats and they're so attached to every single one of them. And they're trying to date you, but they have this like profound attachment to these cats. It's going to be a lot more difficult and a lot more like of a big deal. And it's going to take a longer time to get them to detach from most of those cat, most or all of those cats than it would to like tell somebody not to talk in a movie theater. Yes, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Um, I think that having too many cats represents um, some deeper issues that probably need to be worked out through like therapy. And it has to probably do with like loneliness, which would imply other probably bigger red flags going into like dating that person. This is what I'm saying. Like if, if this person's going to move on from these cats so fast, then like the thing they're clinging on to is you. Well, that too, now. but yes, true, that too, but like if they're if they're even if they don't get rid of the cats, it's still going to imply something yes. pretty awful. So yeah, but I'm talking about it, I'm talking about in the situation where we can change these things. Okay, yeah. I I think that having too many cats is going to be a lot more difficult. So I'm going to I'm going to choose that to move on to the uh to the hemipene. Yeah, I think someone talking in the movie, like, well, you know, like Blake said, oh, we're not friends who go to movies anymore. Like, that's, you sort of have to decide, like, is this someone worth trying to <laughs> change in some way? Yeah. Because maybe, like, they've just never been told not to talk. Yeah. Like, and that happens a lot, all too much, There's some I think. people who just can't whisper, and they think, like, they're just being quiet and funny, but, like, actually, you need to stop talking. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, the too many cats thing. Next up, we have they go through your phone like more than you're comfortable with versus they enjoy Jeff Dunham. Wow. <sighs> Once again, like the Jeff Dunham thing comes up against a huge actual like. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard to pick still. Yeah. Turns out enjoying Jeff Dunham is a pretty big red flag. I mean, we talked last time, like, going through your phone, I think, just from the, like, the tone of the discussion last time, it seems like we all thought, like, this was, 
if we were putting these on like a list, this would be right near the top. Like this is, I would, I would say so. The, the one thing the the, the biggest, Oh God, the, the biggest thing that I want to bring up about this, this matchup here is that going through your phone, just, it, it implies massive trust issues, but it's trust issues that are like immediately solved just by what they do. So like they're solving their own trust issues because like how more Not how much more private can you be than your fucking cell phone? How much what more private aspect of your life is your cell phone? That's your most private possession. And if someone doesn't trust you, if if it's a totally untrusting partner and they constantly go through your phone, I feel like that's your it's not good that they don't trust you for sure. But it's also like if you have nothing to hide, I don't mean to sound like Ronald Reagan, but if you have nothing to hide, then there's nothing to lose. (laughs) So (laughs) if you don't, if you're truly being a faithful person, I don't, I don't know, Derek. I think it's the same as the anti-vax thing in some way. Like if you, well, I'm saying is like, if you're faithful, if you're truthful and you're honest and and you're like cool with them going through your phone, seeing all that shit I'm not. It's getting solved immediately. <laughs> versus if they like Jeff Dunham, no, listen, there's Darren. irreversible damage to that person's brain that cannot be fixed. I think it's the same as the as like the anti-vax thing. Because if like if we're in a relationship and I don't trust you and I go through your phone, the only way I'm going to believe something from that outcome is if I do find something. Otherwise, I think you just convince yourself like, oh, they deleted like the text or they have like a secret Facebook account or something like that could be true. I don't think otherwise they're not constantly going through your phone. Yeah, that could be true. Because even if like right now I believe you, maybe in two days, like I'm going to feel differently, right? I don't think it's as easily fixed as you're saying. But I th- I still think it's more easily fixed than liking Jeff Dunham. Cause that has so many more implications that are not fixed. And it's a lot more difficult to retrain a racist's brain. <clears throat> like an okay, unfunny imagine, racist's brain. Who, imagine who laughs you go at on, dumb shit. Imagine you go on a Tinder date. And like, it's going pretty well. You go to the bathroom and you leave your phone. If you come back and they're going through your phone, or you come back and they start talking about Jeff Dunham, which of those is really worse, Darren? That's why we're having this. I can't decide. (laughs) I cannot decide. If this goes to a tiebreaker, I know what's going to win. Um, and I can I can already tell it's probably going to go to a tiebreaker. Because I'm because pretty like, sold on Jeff Dunham. Like, that's a shitty thing. You haven't done anything. But like That's also because I'm a relatively honest person. And if somebody was to go through my phone, I, I, I'd be like, fine, here you go. But also, I would see the trust issues, and I'd be like, "How do we? How do I get you to trust me? Do I need to Snapchat you regularly? 
What do you want me to do? Oh my god. Like, I think as, like, someone who is also, I would say, trustworthy and has never, like, cheated on anyone, I think, like, having that doubt held over you, like, feels even worse because I am trustworthy. Like, you've done nothing to lead them to these actions. Yeah, it is insulting, yeah. But so is so, so is someone, you're trying to find someone to, something to watch on Netflix, and they say, oh, Jeff Dunham has a new fucking special. That's insulting that you think I would fucking sit through that and enjoy it. That's insulting. I... I agree. Like, we we talked for a long time about the Jeff Dunham thing, and I think there are, like, real, actual problems with it. Like, outside of any jokes or anything, like, there is, like, racism and questionable taste, and either they find you funny, which is bad, or either they don't find you funny, which is bad, or they do find you funny, which is worse. But someone who goes through your phone... I don't know. Maybe this is a situation where, like, the goes through your phone thing is an immediate red flag. But if you, like, last through it, then it gets better over time because you're just that's, like, oh, well, whatever. That's in a way, that's a, a, a less wordy way of saying what I was trying to say. Versus the Jeff Dunham thing is never... It's never ending. You're never changing this person. <laughs> you no, know, you're not. This is worse than anti-vax almost. If they enjoy Jeff Dunham, they might be anti-vax. Okay. Like shit, Darren. This is... Yeah, it's a tough one. I know my choice. I know my choice. And you know my choice. I really think, like, if I searched my heart, if I went on a first date with someone and I came back from the bathroom and they were going through my phone, that is worse than them talking about Jeff Dunham. Both are a deal breaker, though. Yeah. Sounds like we're going to a tiebreaker, which, you know, unfortunate, I guess fortunately and unfortunately for me, I've dated more girls... <laughs> That have gone through my phone than I have girls who have enjoyed Jeff Dunham. I've dated one person who like went through my Facebook on my laptop, which I think essentially counts for this, right? Like that's the same. Yeah. I don't I don't think I've ever dated anyone who liked Jeff Dunham. It's never been so that means that Jeff Denham loses this one. Unfortunately, yeah. I really wanted, I really had high hopes for that one. I mean, I think like, honestly, the fact that it did so well against two like massive, massive. I don't, I don't know. Like, honestly, <laughs> I'm bummed. I wanted to see that one go the distance. It did not. Um, it only it only beat one other thing. It didn't beat two. It only beat one. No, I said I said it did so well against two other. Like it, it on a different day it could have it could have taken it could have taken this matchup, and then I think it would have probably won. Um, I don't know, but anyway, 
Yeah, I've, the phone thing is a actually. Huge you problem, know what? Darren. I think the person who went through my the only person I've dated who went through my phone. I mean, I never talked to them. They seemed like the type of person who would like. You Jeff can't. Domino. You can't do that. <laughs> I, I'm not because I never got confirmation, and I did get confirmation that they wanted to go through my phone, and I never got confirmation on the Jeff Dunham thing. But so well, I'm gonna. You, so I'm. I'm not gonna consider. I'm not gonna consider that. I'm just saying. They seemed like the type of person who would be into that shit. Anyway. You text them and find out. Uh, yeah. Good, Good fucking idea, Jake. Uh, next up we have, we're in the hemipene matchups. Our next matchup is their anti-vax versus their friends and family. Your friends and family hate them. We're getting to we had some good matchups today, I think. Like last time I feel like it was a couple like easy ones. I feel like it's pretty good today so far. Perhaps. Um, I think like the difference here is if it's someone who my friends and family hate, like that implies that I like them. Versus someone who's anti-vax, like I don't think I even like that person. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I get that. To use to use the the Tinder thing again. If someone's like profile says that they're anti-vax, you just swiping which way? What's the bad way? I think left? it's left. Yeah. Versus if someone says like, "Oh, your friends and family will hate me," you're just like, "Oh, this is a Billie Eilish fan." <laughs> 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 I don't know. That's a red flag if somebody has that in their <laughs> bio too. That your no, I'm joking. your friends and family hate me. Like you don't fucking know my friends and family. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm 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 making a joke scenario where someone would put that. That's uh, it's a little much. Um, but yeah, I I mean, I agree. I think that like. If they, they they could be seeing some things that you're not, and ultimately, like, there's ways to you know change that. I suppose there's ways to tell them, you know, like, hey, these people hate you because of this. Do you know any like, and then talk about it. See if you can fucking find the source of why they did what they did, or why you're you're. People hate that person. I, I, I don't think that's completely unreasonable. But yes, if like anti-vax implies so much other shit about that person. Like it implies more than just being anti-vax. Like you probably, you'll probably hear some shit that you, they could change you. They could have convinced you at that point. I don't think like if all of your friends and family hate a person, like, I think it goes far beyond like just, oh, this is easily changeable by like one conversation. Yeah, I, I but know. But at the same time, like you can figure out why they hate them and maybe try to work through it. Someone who's anti-vax. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm trying to say. And like I've been in the other shoes here too. I've I've been the person that the person's friends and family hated and I didn't do anything wrong. Like as far as I know, I didn't do anything wrong. 
I had I had I did not deserve what was coming my way, as far as I understand, because I didn't fucking do anything wrong. They just didn't like me. They just did not fucking like trust me. They didn't like my vibe, I guess. I don't know. Um, but sometimes it is misplaced. Sometimes that hatred is misplaced. All of their friends and family? Uh, the ones that I had met and heard about, I guess. I don't know, Darren. I think you did something. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. Anti-vax should move forward to the finals. Um, okay, I think we both agree on that. Um, anti-vax is a finalist. Next up, we have our next sem- uh, sorry, hemipene matchup. They have too many cats or they go through your phone. These are two pretty hot these are two pretty hot ones cuz they both have other implications. Very yeah. very different implications though. I think like my initial thought is that someone who has too many cats will probably end up going through your phone. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh like I don't know. They're probably like, I don't want to like paint with too broad a brush and say like, this is true of all people, but there's probably some degree of like depression or like something along those lines. Well, no, which I, is, I think we kind of touched on that last time and it's like, you get that, that amount of cats to fill a void. Yeah. Which is something that like, I don't know. Cause I don't want to say that like you can be the person to fill that void because that's not healthy either. Like that's just as bad if they're like, if they're completely obsessed with you and like you're the only thing in their life, like that's not good either. Yeah. But like going through your phone, I don't know, like, I don't know if those trust issues, I don't know, like, what you can do to solve those. Like, someone who's depressed, like, I know that there's, like, stuff you can do, and, like, maybe they're just, are going through a bad time, and, like, some time and space and everything will help, but I don't know. I mean, I I will say, as a person who has experienced both of these things, like, depression and loneliness, and has, like, massive, insane trust issues, uh... I can say that I think that the depression is probably easier treated than the trust issues. I think you're onto something there. That's like, I hesitate to say anything like that because it's like (laughs) pretty soon Snickers will be like having its own like, yeah, here's how you fix your depression. Well, (laughs) just get over it. (laughs) I, I don't mean to give any tips on it, but obviously, but like, Yeah, dude, I have deep-seated trust issues that are from prior experiences that I don't, like, I don't know how I will remedy them. I I don't know how. Because every time I feel like I'm, and and it could just be over time and just meeting the right person, someone that I can trust, I have no reason not to trust. But it's like, every time I meet somebody, I feel like, okay, I'm ready to like trust you and have feelings for you. And I mean, this is probably, this is more of a personal experience, but I can guarantee there's a lot of people out here who have, who are in this same boat. It's like, sometimes you get fucking preyed on dude. Like as soon as you fucking start trusting people, they will prey on you and they will fucking be like, Oh, they trust me. Good. Fucking. I'm going to take advantage of this shit. 
And it's like, that's just, that sometimes is just human nature. I've come to believe that that can be human nature for some people. Just like preying on trust. As soon as you, they can get that fucking trust, it's, it's over. And like, that's such an important factor in a relationship is trust that like, yeah, you can really game an entire relationship off of that. Yeah, I, so here's what I, like, where I'm thinking is that I think, like, and we've, we've really, like, broadened these to, like, dating someone with depression versus someone with trust issues. Or someone with both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I think. Who's got two thumbs and has both. <laughs> depression can be helped more, like, through someone else i think like trust issues because if you don't trust someone how are you going to trust them enough to like have them help you like because you're saying like you can do everything right in a relationship and someone will still want to go through your phone just because that's who they are as a person and like that's like i don't know what you do in that situation to like help them trust you more outside of like just making sure they have access to literally every like some sort of fucking black mirror chip that they put in your eye so they can see everything that you do. Like that's outside of that. Like, I don't know how you can help someone through that. Yeah. Versus depression, which again, like it's not, well, we're very broadly can be helped. Yeah. Like other people helping you like, I definitely don't want to make it sound like we're undermining how serious (laughs) depression is because it's not, I I feel like up until now we've kind of made it seem like it's super easy to fucking. Which again, like I want to be very clear is not, it's not the case. Yeah. Um, But like if you're spiraling in depression, like someone can help stop that in some small way or like, there's there's help to be had sometimes. But I think that sometimes that can be bad for the person helping them too. That's true too, absolutely. Because it's like as something goes awry, you leave. That person spirals back into depression, you know? It can be a lot of pressure for the person who is helping them. A lot of pressure. I mean, dude, I have friends who have dealt with this. Is there a fucking mark on my head? Did I get hit in the head? <laughs> what the fuck happened? Here, lean closer. Oh, it's more in the light. You can yeah, kind of see, see it now. Anything. You don't see anything? No. What about now? I'm going to do that. No. I bumped the mic with my headphones earlier. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, I agree. And I'm not... Like, this is... Oh, God. We're, this is what I'm saying is like... You can't be this person's obsession. You can't be their one thing. What did I call this episode before? What did I call this podcast before? Red flag? Therapickles or something like oh, that? You said Therapples. No, I like Therapickles Therapples. better. I like Therapickles. Yeah. I mean, dude, this one's really tough. This is one of the toughest matchups we've ever had on the show. It's literally trust issues which can stem from depression versus just depression and, like, loneliness. 
versus too many cats, which isn't necessarily. No, it doesn't. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean that you're depressed either. So uh, I guess we're kind of overselling this a little bit. I'm going to say um, going through your phone is worse because of ju- what I just said just now. Like oftentimes these trust issues stem from depression and like saying that also, like I want to make it clear. I'm not saying that somebody with depression is a red flag. I'm just saying like the way acting on it that way where they just like they invade your personal, your personal privacy that to that degree. As I said earlier on the show, you're what's more personal than your phone, you know, like acting on your depression to where you're, you're showing another person that like they're not trustworthy is not, that's a, that's a red flag. Not Dating someone with depression is not a red flag. Having depression is not a red flag. <laughs> Let's make that clear. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think going through your phone is the worst one here. I agree. But I will say, a little story, after a post-decision story that could actually help the, uh, the, other, the other one... Um, I don't know if I've ever told this. I was location scouting or not location scouting. I was going door to door because when you're in LA and you've like picked a location to shoot at, you have to, if it's in a residence, you have to go around to the neighborhood within like, I think a mile of the house or something, or it's like two blocks. I don't know. Maybe not a mile, but we had to go door to door, knock on doors, give people a film LA like document. And we, we had to tell them to sign it to give us back. So we could give it to Film LA, just basically saying everybody in the neighborhood consents to having a shoot at this day at this time. And uh, we were really stressed out because there was this guy who would not sign it. He fucking like he cussed at us. He was like, Film LA is the worst thing that's ever happened to this this city. You guys should be ashamed (laughs) of yourself for what we're doing. Seriously. And like I was just along for the ride. And um Right behind him, we go, so, oh, yes, what? Is this guy implying that, like, L.A. was good before Hollywood was there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they Back changed. Back in the good old days? I don't know if he's, like, saying because they changed the rules on it or what. But, um, yeah, he said film L.A. is the worst thing that's ever happened to this city. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, we go behind his house to the house behind his house it's this it's probably the biggest fucking house on the block it's a fucking mansion and i remember walking up to the steps and just getting this fucking smell that was so bad and i was like oh my god i had to breathe out of my nose it was so bad and i look down i get up to the front porch i look down and there's like fucking there's like six cats just like sitting there and there's like bag there's like a bag of trash and they ripped it open and pulled all the trash out there's like i saw a cat in the window we knocked on the we were both freaked out me and the other guy who were doing it were both freaked out we were like what are we about to what is about to ensue here who is about to answer this door so we knock on the door no answer we ring the doorbell no answer <laughs> like we didn't know what the fuck was happening but i just I will always remember that house as being one of like the creepiest feelings ever. And it was just because the amount of cats and the smell. And there was a litter box outside. There was two litter boxes with like full of shit. 
outside on the porch. Yeah. Uh, this is this is something that we didn't t- discuss because like I was picturing like a couple too many cats, but like if we're really talking about like fifteen cats or something, like I don't know. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that uh, when I wrote that down. That was what I thought of, but I didn't know who was living in that house. Yeah, it might have been your girlfriend. My my current one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows? Make LA film again. Yeah. <laughs> Let's. That's a merch idea. Let's fucking put that on a on a hat. T public. Here we come. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. That's that's all I had to uh, to say. I'm still gonna pick going through your phone though. Too many cats is an issue, but you can um, you can remedy it by saying like when we're hanging out, hang out at my house where there's not a million cats. Anyway, is that what you pick, Jake? You pick uh, phone as well? Yes. Okay. cool. I just want to say that depression is a red flag. (laughs) Uh, Okay, we are at our final matchup. Our finals. We have anti-vax versus they go through your phone. Yeah, I mean, it was always going to be either this or anti-vax versus Jeff Dunham. (laughs) Uh, I mean, these are two, like... this This is an interesting one because I think... One of these is like a more traditional red flag where it's like, like I said a lot before, if their Tinder profile says they're anti-vax, like you're just not even considering them. Versus the like goes through your phone thing, like that's going to probably take some time to figure out. Like assuming, assuming this Tinder situation again, like you're going to have to meet them, sort of like get to know them for a little bit and then like officially start dating probably before like this comes yeah up. it'll be hidden in the in the tall grass yeah i so in that sense like the anti-vax thing it's immediately apparent it's just like boom no thank you yeah thanks but no thanks but does but does that make it but does that make it worse like does how quickly you're going to not accept it, make it worse. It makes it, yeah, I don't know. Because I guess people- I guess people aren't putting, because anti-vax is like an outward thing that people like want to flaunt. Nobody's going to write, I'm going to go through your phone on, on your Tinder. Exactly what I'm saying. Like that's. Yeah. Nobody's going to. And if they do. Would you rather date? Yeah. If they Dar- do, no, they probably have a good sense Darren. of humor. Is all I'm going to say. And I don't know. I'm not taking that risk. Um, yeah, this one's tough. I think that just if we're talking about society on the whole, <clears throat> I think that the anti-vax one won't we be do live as in a society. That's true. If I've ever seen the Joker, that's one thing I've learned from it. Um, I think that the anti-vax one is... 
in the long run, I think it'll be less of an issue than um, people going through your phone. I think that's something that is more of a private issue. Like we said, nobody's going to write it on their Tinder profile. And it stems, it's not politically based. So people of a lot of different ideologies can still have trust issues. So wait, you're saying that the anti-vax thing isn't as long-term of a problem? Um, I think that societally people, I think that people going through your phone will exist as long as we have phones, which will probably be until the end of humanity. The anti-vax thing will probably go by the generation. I think that we will soon have generations that will not think, statistically not believe in that. Like, we will soon have generations who are smarter. I would hope. I don't think so, Darren. Like, Because I was talking to my aunt who's a nurse about this. Like they had the same issue when like the first polio vaccine was invented. And that would like that affect yeah, children. That's that's when people are even stupider than now, Jake. People right, but were then, even like, fucking dumber then. Then in the nineties, a fucking Playboy a formal Playboy model like started all this anti vax stuff again. Like that's Yeah, wasn't that Jenny McCarthy or something? Yeah. Are her and Jim Carrey still together? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. But like, for her to be able, like, someone with no credentials at all. And then, like, now, today, it's still a big issue. And, oh, okay, like, I don't care that it might go away in the future. That doesn't change, like... We're talking about red flags for us right now, right? Like... Oh in yeah. The future, I mean, that, yeah, I mean, doesn't that I imply it'll be a bigger red flag? No, no, yeah, I, I don't mean to I don't mean to talk I guess yeah, maybe I should stay focused, but yeah, I just meant to say in a bigger picture thing like I think over time the phone thing will be a bigger issue than the anti-vax thing. Or maybe soon we'll have like chips in our brain that where our phones are and people can't look through them. Yeah. And then I'm going to be hitting up Jenny McCarthy on Instagram. <laughs> I think she'll be dead by then. She won't be vaccinated. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this one. This one's really tough, man. Uh, the anti, very hard. Like, the other thing with the anti-vax thing, if it's not like we're not just talking COVID, we're talking about like all vaccines. Then they're also saying like that the it's better to be dead than autistic. Like that's a huge <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um You can't think that. That's <laughs> fucked up. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it, it implies a lot of like really ignorant uh like I said, it's a dam. So once once you, once you get through that, like, it's just going to open up. It's just going to let the water splash around of, like, ignorant, stupid ideas that are just, like, very problematic left and right. Um, and, like, also, it implies that, you know, they're they're going to preach to you. They're going to be yeah. preachy, most likely. That's another implication of this. They're going to... I dated a girl who was very fucking preachy. 
She was an anti-vax, but she had other problematic <laughs> beliefs. And she was preachy about that shit. She was always preachy. She played me fucking podcasts about it, dude. About what? About just, like, QAnon type shit. Okay. And I didn't realize, and at that time, QAnon was not, like, a big topic, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I think it was it was around. This is another thing where it's, like, <laughs> not trusting at all versus someone who will trust anything. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like... I think the trust issue thing can be worked on over time just through like talking and being like a good person. The fucking anti-vax thing, like I don't necessarily where you're going, I don't necessarily think I don't know, I don't necessarily agree with it. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Someone I, who I, someone who has these trust issues probably has like past experience that's leading them this way. That at least shows you that this person has, like, taken their past evidence into account and learned something. Versus someone who's anti-vax, like, they just ignore common sense and facts and data. But I think there's ways you can prove your case to someone who's anti-vax. And it's a lot harder to prove your case to somebody who's checking your phone all the time because they don't trust you. I think it's, I, I, I just, I mean, I'm not saying it's easy to disprove someone who's anti-vax, but it's harder to do, it's harder to do, it's harder to disprove somebody who looks through your phone. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, perhaps. It's harder to, to state your case. It's hard to say like that we know for sure when it's such a, like there's, for any of these things, there's like a, a millions of people who have this and they're all like their own unique thing, right? Like, yeah. I, so. I, I mean, someone who's anti-vax, like the second you get them to believe that like vaccines are real, all of a sudden they're fucking watching flat earth videos or fucking. Yeah. I think that, um, like, okay, how long is it... Someone's anti-vax, right? How long is it going to take you to, like, you'll, like, spending the time to get the evidence, the data, all the shit that, like, the science, you show them all that, you argue with them, you know, like, every night. How long is... How long before you can finally convince them that um, what they believe is bullshit? I know I've been... My mind's been changed about that type of shit. About, like, not exactly that, but, like, you know, shit that was bullshit, and then somebody gave me some facts, and I changed my mind on it. Um, versus, like, somebody who's checking your phone all the time. You're an honest person. You don't cheat. You don't talk to other people. They're checking your phone all the time. And, you know, like, how long before they are comfortable enough to stop looking at your phone because they I trust you? I think you can you. do the anti-vax thing faster. Yes. But, but, like, with... And then, but here's another point. Like, you know, say it takes four years of them checking your phone before they finally trust you and they don't need to check your phone anymore because they're like, oh, they're they're good. They're, they've never cheated on me before. They won't again. 
how much longer until there's another like misstep before that cycle repeats itself and they're checking your phone for another four years before they trust you again? I just think like, let's say it takes four, let's just say four years versus like, it takes three months to convince someone who's anti-vax. Let's just say that. In those four years, like in the times when they're not checking your phone, you can have fun and like be a good couple. Someone who's anti-vax, like, are you going to even enjoy those three months? Like, why are you, why are you sticking around with this person? That's true, but also a big, I think a big appeal with being anti-vax is like, I don't want to do what the government is going to tell me to do. I mean, I don't know. Actually, with, with that group of people, I fucking don't know anymore. Like... It's changed. The ether has changed so fucking much where it's like, I'm not going to do what the government tells me to do versus like, I'm going to do what the government tells me to do. And it's like within weeks that shit could change to the point like, and it's supposed to be about freedom, right? Like freedom of believing what you want to believe, freedom of speech, all that shit. And they don't believe that they have it. So saying that they're anti-vax is their way of fighting back. And saying, no, I'm not, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Yeah. Which, this is something that we talked about. Which can be a, that can be a fun quality in a person. Is like a really rebellious person. It can also be a very fucking annoying quality. I don't know, because this, I don't think this is a rebellious person. I think this is someone who just. They're just kind of sheep minded, but they don't think they are. They don't understand. Yeah, it's just a fucking dumb fucking person. They don't understand the concept of irony. Like a rebellious person who's doing it for a cause. That's a good thing. Someone who's like rebellious because they fucking saw some made up nonsense like that. But yeah, this is something we talked about last last episode uh, afterwards, like the weird, weird ma- political makeup of America where it's like states' rights versus like freedom. Like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. People claim that they want no government. So they say that they want pe- to leave it up to state, <laughs> to fucking like state governments. And it's like, that's, I don't know if you understand this, but... State government is still government. <laughs> yeah. You're not free of government if you leave it up to your state. That's still government. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't know. I think I'm going to go with anti-vax for the winner here. Um, I'm going to pick anti-vax as well. I was trying to convince myself of the other one for a bit, but I, th- I think it's anti-vax. Because, yeah, it is, it's going to be tough to like get along with that person and everything's in fucking argument like everything's gonna be an argument with the fucking phone person too but it's gonna be dumb those are gonna be like actually not everything will be an argument but there will be some like bigger arguments that'll be arguments that have points to them whereas these will be completely fucking nonsense arguments that you don't even understand why you're arguing them yeah. So yeah, anti-vax is the winner of the 2021 red flag madness bracket. Um, with that being said, Jake, do you have any final thoughts? Um, get vaccinated. Those are my final thoughts too. Because, <laughs> dude, uh, I'm dealing with it right now. Uh, my significant other is 
fucking has COVID and I've been telling her get fucking vaccinated. And she's like, I will. And I'm like, are you against it? She's like, no, I'm just lazy. Uh, okay. But it's like, dude, do you really want to be lazy to the point where you're in like trouble with your health? So that's a bummer. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's fine. Um, she's young. It's her first time getting COVID and she got a pretty, it seems like she got a pretty reduced strain. Um, but yeah, she's, she's been quarantining for, I can't see her for like another week now because she's already been quarantining for a week. It does really depend what kind of strain you get. Cause, uh, Delta is more of a head high. Uh, the original is more of a, the original thing. (laughs) Let's call it that. The original. I love the original virus is more of a body, uh, strain. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which, which which flavor do you want? We have Delta variant and we have the and we have original. Um find us on Instagram and Twitter. Give us ideas for brackets. Um we are at Snickles Cast on both of those. Facebook, we don't really touch anymore, but you know, Snickles Movie Cast for whatever reason on, on Facebook. Trying to change it. For some reason we can't. I don't know why Facebook won't let us. Uh, we've uh, we've texted Mark. He just he doesn't he's not interested in it. He yeah, doesn't want us to do it. Um, catch me on Twitch. Uh, I haven't been streaming a lot lately. I'm probably going to stream tonight. Um, friend of the show Fletch said he's going to be on, so we'll be doing that. All right. Um, also we have merch on T Public. Just look up Zorgog. Oh, yeah. Look up Snickles. Um, it may or may not come up. It came up. I, I searched Snickles on T Public once. It came up, and then the next time I searched it, it said no results. So <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, if you look up Zorgog, you should. You'll find a pretty cool shirt. Um, yeah, we got we got merch though. We should probably have a more official way of selling it. But yes, we have merch. That's cool. all I have to say. Why don't you sign us off, Jake? I'm gonna sign us off the same way I always do. Uh... They're putting chips in the vaccines and then putting the chips in us. I'm uncomfortable every time. Bye. Bye. I was...